Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you're not brought in by the GM, you're you're never that guy. So I think it comes down to the ownership didn't want to pay three coaches. No problem at all. But you just don't put it in public. It's tainted the brand. And your best player, uh, Pedersen, you're going to resign him because he want to come back. Why would you want to come back? And that's how you treat your coach and your players. There was, there's no respect. So uh, they've got a very sticky situation moving forward. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, hi everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Your favorite daytime sports talk show is at hand. Live on television, Game Plus, TV Network. They've had some very big breaking news today that we're going to get to a little later on. Yeah, from the TV channel, Game Plus. Shout out to everybody there in downtown Toronto in the control room. Hey, haven't heard from you guys for a while. I'm going to send us a note at 902-518-3033. I see that Ryan O'Reilly is up and at him. In Metro Atlanta on WQEE Radio, we're live there and on YouTube, and we've got a heck of a lot of fun to uh, get to today. Let's bring in the moose, Darren Moose Dupont, the co-host of this whole shooting match. And uh, Moose, I'll say this, I had so many people, I don't know about you, say what a great show yesterday was, and it was fantastic on Monday. I hope they don't expect something better today. Because, I mean, you just, I don't know if you can keep climbing the mountain right like yesterday was very emotional big name guests and we got big name guests today but i don't know man you can't hit a home run every day can you you can i mean we can go on a little bit of a heater here can't we we could put off you okay. know one or two yeah. or three in a row bob's your uncle well it's not like we're not gonna have a whole lot of fun uh coming up calgary flames great stanley cup champion famed few uh, pugilist and the most famous nose in the sport of hockey, Tim Hunter. There's no doubt about that. Tim Hunter is going to be with us at hour one. Uh, Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. Mo Egger is going to be with us. And the great Bernie Nichols. And I got something that I want to get to with Bernie that you're going to get, to get a kick out of. That's all coming up. But could you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director? <laughs> Yes. We need to remind everybody that it is primarily a Canadian sports show. We're on all across Canada, but 31 U.S. states. So there's breaking news out of the Canadian Football League today. This has usurped all of my quick six show topics, which quite frankly were NHL, NFL, NBA. Da -da 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 -da. This is from the Canadian Football League. Bo Levi Mitchell is a Hamilton Tiger Cat for at least three more years. The veteran quarterback, who's from Katy, Texas, just outside Houston, played his college football at Eastern Washington, and a close, dear, personal friend of mine, Bo Levi Mitchell, signed a three-year contract with the Hamilton Tiger Cats today, the team announced. They acquired the rights to Mitchell in November from the Calgary Stampeders. Financial details were not divulged, but a source requesting anonymity said Mitchell will be paid about $500,000 annually. Winnipeg quarterback Zach Kalos, the star from the University of Cincinnati Bearcats, is the highest paid player in the league at a reported $600,000 per year. Now, for those that don't know, and there's a lot to do, 
those watching on Game Plus television across Canada know that Bo and I have had a long-standing feud. But I'll say this, good for him, good for the Ticats. They don't really like me with the Ticats, and Bo doesn't like me, so let's put them all up in a nice little box and put them there in Hamilton, and good for everybody, and let's go. I'm kind of glad that the speculation is over with. I'm, for the... I knew it was coming in terms of, I just, I felt it was coming. I didn't know that this particular three-year deal was coming, that kind of thing. But I didn't think Hamilton was going to let him get away. And I see people out there saying, uh, Rod, you were saying he was going to sign with Sask. Saskatchewan, my former team. No, I didn't, bro. Not for one second. No, I didn't. And I, what did I say, Moose? At Grey Cup, these Ryder fans, Rough Riders fans, are just setting themselves up for a major disappointment. And today I've been surfing social media, the internet, and uh, it's a whole lot of lips out, long faces, because the Ryder fans thought they were getting Bo Levi. There was no chance they were ever going to. So that's pretty big news today out of the CFL. It's huge news, and it is unfortunate for Ryder fans yeah. who were excited about getting Bo Levi Mitchell, for sure. I mean, Ryder fans thought he was coming to Saskatchewan. They thought Mark Mueller was coming home, too, and neither of those things uh, materialized right we i mean knew that wasn't going to happen too yeah no and you, you get your hopes up and that's unfortunate but for hamilton you know it it's a good move um to secure him it shows some stability in that organization and to the fan base it says look at we're not sitting here tearing this down we may be coming off a bad year but we're not tearing this down we're retooling and we're going to try and get back to the gray cup like we had done two years in a row so I like this move and what this sends to the fan base to saying we're going to go all in. And what it says to your quarterback, we believe in you to lock you up now and to move forward with you as our starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, one of the first comments that came into rodpeterson.com, twice voted Canada's best sports blog, by the way. It was from Metal Shingle Guy, and he said, good for the Ticats, good for Bo, good that the team went all in. As you just said, in a year that they're hosting the Grey Cup. And our guy uh, Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, works with the Stampeders, says Hamilton Tiger Cats, 2023 Grey Cup champions. He's a good friend of Bo's. Uh, and if he's a friend of Bo's, I'll vouch for Bo. I, I, I guess I said something that hurt his feelings. He just, he won't come on this show. So it is what it is. But we do have the voice of the Tiger Cats tomorrow. RJ Broadhead's going to come on and he'll be talking about it. Uh, moving on for we will get. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Again, Director Jordan, please. That was, thank you. That that was right off the top with breaking news. That wasn't even my point one. And Roger Yee has checked in. He says, "Morning, Roddy. What a night last night in Cowtown. Great game. If you noticed, Darren, you're probably wondering. Anybody who's watched." the Rod Peterson show Instagram or my personal Twitter. How did Rod get the video of the tribute to Johnny Gaudreau in the Saddledome last night or the penalty shot or it's from my guy, Roger Yee, good friend of mine from Cowtown. And what we're talking about is Dylan Dubé scoring 225 into overtime and the Calgary Flames edge the Blue Jackets 4-3. Andrew Mangiapati had a three-point night for Calgary. I'm saying these names like the announcer Beasley says in the Saddledome. Uh, uh, Mangiapati had a goal and two assists. Columbus winger Johnny Gaudreau contributed a pair of helpers in his first game back at the Saddledome since leaving Calgary in July. And it's an interesting situation there uh, they're calling it an eventful night sure johnny hockey had two assists he had a penalty shot he didn't score on it 
Standing ovation for Johnny Gaudreau when they played the video in the first period, which they immediately turned to booze. You saw the Blue Jackets players booed Johnny Hockey in the morning skate just to get him ready for it. This kind of turned into a thing where it's kind of fun. It was in no way mean-spirited. That's my takeaway. What's yours? Yeah, I don't think it was either. I thought it was, I thought it was good. And you know what? It was really great that he showed up and, and, and you know, was a big part of that game. Yeah, the penalty shot, he didn't score. Picked up a couple assists. I believe they named him the second star of the game last night. So a lot of good things happened when he came back. And I like that they had the video tribute and everything else because he's a big part of that Flames organization for a long time. And you can't just forget that because he left town. So I like the way the night transpired. I like that Columbus was kind of playing into it and kind of getting them prepped and having some fun with it. And we got a great game out of it. What more could you want? Uh, well, and for the Flames, uh, much-needed victory because they're back into a playoff spot with a 4-3 victory for now, as of today. I mean, they, these teams are going to have to keep the hammer down the rest of the way now, and I'm not sure how many teams are going to be able to do that. The Oilers certainly are. I talked to people with the Flames connections today, and I will just say this. There are people, for whatever reason, in Calgary that are trying to tear the Flames down, in no way connected to the Flames at all, trying to crowbar... Daryl Sutter and the fans and in some cases it's working but we're not going to be that show and I'm not going to be that guy we're Flames fans supporters and for that matter Edmonton Oilers too like I tweeted the video of the video tribute from my Twitter account and I lost and I said well done Calgary Bravo lost a whole bunch of Edmonton followers oh well <laughs> you know <laughs> you knew that we couldn't literally be Red Deer be Switzerland forever and uh, we're going back to the Gray Eagle March 13th. That's our home away from home. So anyways, great night. Way to go, Calgary. It all turned out nice again, as Cactus Jack Wells would say. Shout out Winnipeg. We haven't forgotten about you. Jets on the road tonight, by the way, at Nashville. Big Central Division clash there. Point two. Oh, how could we forget about this? We got our viewers down here in South Florida. Mika Zabinajad scored twice, and Igor Shosturkin made 33 uh, saves as the New York Rangers beat the Florida Panthers 6-2. Scoring for the Panthers, Carter Verhage and Alexander Barkov, who had won four of their previous five. And in the month of January, they are 7-3-1. and one. The, the Panthers were coming on, but this is what hasn't changed. Number one, they don't really beat the better teams than them. They beat the teams below them, and that's a good thing, but doesn't make you a contender. And the other thing is the Panthers need a full deck for the most part to win, especially in games like last night. They were, there was a, you know, I was talking, well, that hockey guy I was talking to this morning, I said the Panthers were out shooting the Rangers at 1.20 to 10 and losing 3-1. When you need everything to go right, in every game to win. And that's a better position to be in. Like the, the Panthers need to be healthy. They need to play mistake-free. They need to get good goaltending. Excellent teams can overcome some of those things, right, and still win. The Panthers aren't yeah. excellent anymore. They're good, but they're not excellent, and they got thumped by the Rangers last night. In Toronto, for you Leaf fans out there, we Willie Nylander had two goals and two assists as the Leafs beat the slumping Islanders 5-2. John Tavares had a goal and a helper. Kelly Yarncroft and Austin Matthews also scored. And Justin Hall had a pair of assists for Toronto. They're 3-0-1 in their last four. Did you catch that game, Moose, since you're a Leafs fan? Yeah, a little bit of it. I thought it would be a lot, 
uh, tighter in terms of the goaltenders, right, with Samsonov and Sorokin. But it wasn't. The Leafs played well. And William Nylander, for me, continues to be the best story out of Toronto. Marner's doing his wow. thing, and that's awesome. Matthews has been quiet. But William Nylander's really set himself up and um, kind of really joined the conversation as um, a real cornerstone of that group. So it's been a great season for William Nylander in Toronto. In Dallas, rookie Owen Power scored his first goal of the season 56 seconds into overtime, and 41-year-old Craig Anderson stopped 29 of 31 shots in his 700th NHL appearance to lead Buffalo past the Stars 3-2. These Sabres just won't go away. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but dang, they're going to be good. And like in the years ahead, and I got to say hats off to Kevin Adams and the job that he's done. None of us thought he was ready for the role as general manager of the Sabres when he took over, but he's overseen great drafting, the great trade for Jack Eichel. Peyton Krebs has been awesome. You know who they got back in that trade, Alex Tuck. Man, he's done a great job. And that reminds me for the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It's a real toughie. It's got to do with the Sabres. Uh, whose NHL retro reverse jersey is better? We're into, well, this is the last day of round two of the bracket. It's the Boston Bruins versus the Buffalo Sabres. And somebody's, you got to give me some help with this one, folks, because I am me almost hit Boston. Do you have, did, did you do a graphic, Darren? You must, or we don't have it. We do not have the graphic. I, okay. Okay. It's Ching, done. Ching, it must just Ching. not be. <laughs> That would be on me if I didn't well, send it, but it's done, and we'll have it in the next segment. Boston versus Buffalo in the retro reverse thirds. I can't decide as we sit here right now. So it's a, it's a act of God that we don't have the graphic. We'll show it when we come back after the break. And here's one just to tease you a little more before we uh, – we got a few minutes left in this. This from USA Today today, my favorite newspaper and always has been. In his Sports Illustrated column over the weekend, the well-connected Albert Breer wrote that it was inevitable that NFL owners will start discussing the concept of neutral site conference championships after the league set up Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta as a host site if the Bills and Chiefs had played for the AFC title. When the Bills lost to Cincinnati on Sunday, the issue should have become moot. But now it seems there's at least going to be a discourse on how the NFL can pervert this idea and turn it into another way to print money. I don't know if you're following this. You must because you're a big NFL fan. We have the Super Bowl every year. We've had it for 58 years. They're talking now turning the conference championships, which will be played this weekend, the NFC title and the AFC title, moving them every year to neutral sites, and they're calling them mini Super Bowls. Because they sold 50,000 tickets for the game in Atlanta that isn't even going to be played. But the NFL's going, ooh, wait. We can sell added sponsorships and added tickets and all kinds of added advertising possibilities here. And everybody's against it in the media. And what that tells me is the NFL will probably do it. It's, they're saying the owner's <laughs> greed. When's enough enough? No, I'm serious. Usually it's when the media gets going on this, which they, the media does not understand the concept of business nor making money. They don't get it. I don't want to see many Super Bowls for conference championships. I considered that being the poll question today, but I think we can just kick it around with our viewers, Darren, informally. It's a dreadful idea. 
Yeah, I mean, you don't really have the opportunity to to sell local sponsorships and things like that because you don't know where the game's going to be until the week before. So at least you would know in advance. It's a little like college football where they have the bowl, the two uh, college football playoff semis are bowl games. Um, so that would yeah. be one. But then why would you be busting your ass in the down the stretch of the season to secure first place and home field in the playoffs when really it's only going to be for one game? I would rest, guys. I wouldn't be competitive in the last couple of weeks because I'm not going to be at home in the conference championship or the Super Bowl anyway. I can't believe they're even talking about it, yet I can. And it's a wonderful article in USA Today today. That's why I've kept my subscription, even though it's got a lot of political stuff that I don't like in the news section and sometimes in the sports. But they just said the Super Bowl, what were the tickets last year? We were there. It was like starting at $5,000, and they went up to $25,000. The average fan can't do that. And this, the article today said this is what these mini Super Bowls will be. They'll be unaffordable. And it said this weekend at Arrowhead Stadium, there'll be fans in the attendance for 70 bucks. Chiefs fans going nuts. And in Philly, too. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But the NFL may not care if there's extra money to be made. Anyways, we're halfway through this. Bo Levi Mitchell is a tie cat for next, at least the next three years. CHL top prospects game is this week in Langley, B.C. We're going to talk about that. NHL tonight and more. On the way, Tim Hunter, Mo Egger, and Bernie Nichols. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live and 99.1 WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We're halfway through the quick six show topics in this lovely part of the program we call the warm-up. Tim Hunter, Mo Egger, and Bernie Nichols are on the way. Just want to tell you to uh, text into the program anytime, 902-518-3033. Our texting community receives exclusive offers to win tickets, prizes, and content not available to the regular audience of the show. The number again, 902-518-3033. Bring in uh, the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont, just to drop anchor for a second on our topic so far, and that is Johnny Gaudreau's return to Calgary last night. There was... We didn't seem mean-spirited at all, and he thanked the fans after. Bo Levi Mitchell is now a Hamilton Tiger Cat for at least the next three years. The Ticats announced the signing this morning. And on the NFL, mini Super Bowl idea. That's what's great about daytime sports talk like this, Moose, is to at least kick it around a little bit. And trust me, the leagues want to know what the viewers and pundits like ourselves are saying. They want to know the take. Jake in Airdrie says, why is it so bad? Make an event for the championship round. 
Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, one Super Bowl's enough. I don't need three. <laughs> Carlos in Indianapolis says, I'm slowly warming up to the idea of neutral site conference championship games. So there's some thoughts on that. And from uh, BW in Edmonton writes in, and I'm glad that he did. He said, has anyone heard from Christine in Medicine Hat? That's my cousin, Christine. She has suffered a significant health setback. So our prayers are with Chris and her family. But uh, Christine has not been participating in the program for about a week. Just two more. Darren in Utah. If they were to move conference championship games to neutral sites, they should go to non-NFL cities, Orlando, San Antonio, etc. And Ted in Arizona says, I can't believe that the teams would give up the home field advantage to get to the Super Bowl. Money talks loudest in the NFL. So that's the viewers chiming in. Do you have any more thoughts on it or did you even think about it in the break? Yeah, I mean, I can see a little bit of it. It would drum up a lot of excitement in those communities that are going to be hosting the championship games. It, again, it'd be similar to like the Rose Bowl or the Orange Bowl. or I can't remember which of the two bowl games were now for the conference, uh, the CFB playoff. But Orange you know, it, and Cotton. Yeah. Cotton Bowl? No. Cotton Bowl Orange was one, bowl. yeah. Sugar Bowl, I believe. Sugar Bowl. So... You know, there you go. You know, it, it creates some excitement. You travel in. It's a whole week's worth of media conferences and blah, 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 blah. It would be kind of cool. Um, you would have to make sure and hope that the prices don't get so out of control like the Super Bowl. And maybe if you can't go to the Super Bowl, you can go to these games. That would be cool. But that home field advantage, it means so much, I think. And it's such a big part of the game that you got to go on the road to get to the Super Bowl or you got your home fans. I think... You know, you look at what's going to happen in Arrowhead and then in at Philly. Those are two incredible fan bases. Those teams have earned the right to host. They're going to be really hostile, and I think that's part of the game. From Kevin, the medium, 48 days and counting till the RP show returns to the Gray Eagle. We're all very excited about it. Stanley Cup playoff time, start of the CFL season. Jen from the Four Seasons dialing us up. She, oh, the Four Seasons, home of the RP Show, 2023 Super Bowl party. Let's say it now. Yes, Moose and I will be hosting it at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. I'll guarantee you that Jennifer doesn't even know that yet. Hey, Jen. She says, I don't like the idea. There's a reason why you work your butt off for home field advantage and then not play at home. Very, very good point. Why would you play so hard to be the higher seed that makes no sense i know it doesn't i mean yeah you get the buy in the first round so there's that but then really you get one game at home one home game so i mean what's it worth do you really go after it in the last week of the season and try and secure it or do you rest players and make sure you're healthy uh, going into the playoffs I, I i still think there again there'll be some value to finishing first but not as much as there is now before we move on randy from winnipeg good morning he says not fair to top seed fans not to have a home game for games for conference championships the second you say it's not fair, you lose me. You lose me. And it, they probably lose you, Moose. Life ain't fair. Yeah. And the one thing well, about the NFL, they literally, they literally couldn't foul it up if they tried. 
they're making so much money. They came out of COVID, which was designed to ruin society, in my opinion, vis-a-vis sports, and the NFL got bigger. I still don't know how that happened. <laughs> I know. That's just, you know, they navigated things so well, and um, they've captivated audiences and continue to grow their audiences. That's what it's driven by. It's all driven by numbers, by audience. The bigger your audience, the more people you get consuming your, your product, the more you're worth, period. End of story. And, and that's where it is for the National Football League. And when it comes to being fair, no, you lose me at that because the game, I mean, it would take some of the um, value away from finishing first, but that game would still be fair in a neutral site. Of course, it'd be fair. Both fan bases could buy tickets. One would be painted with one team. The other end zone would be painted with the other team. Um, it would, that would be fair. The game would be fair. It'd be just like the Super Bowl, but it just wouldn't now, be the same. To our U.S. audience, and you just heard from the text line and the viewers that there are many in America watching this show, still by far more in Canada, but Adam Seaborn, you know that name, Darren. He's like a media watchdog in Canada. This is very, very, very significant. And part of the reason why I'm told by our new viewers and listeners why they like this show is it's just different. We talk about that quite often. It's different than what you get. Everybody else is yelling all over each other trying to prove how much they know. We're just a couple of dumb guys talking sports. They like that for some reason. This is a big thing in Canada, Darren. Look at these numbers. The NFL is now beating the National Hockey League in ratings in Canada. As of this weekend, anyways, the Dallas-San Francisco NFC Divisional Playoff Game Sunday night drew 1.78 million viewers on CTV. The most watched sporting event on television in Canada, and my guess is probably most watched program, period, sports or not. Number two was Bengals Bills earlier that day, 1.77 million in Canada, okay? We're hockey, I thought reigned supreme. Number three was Toronto, Montreal, Hockey Night in Canada, 1.34 million viewers. And then Oilers, Canucks later that night, 1.29. And then Jacksonville, Kansas City, Saturday afternoon, NFL, AFC divisional game had 1.17 million. That was more than the Flames and the Lightning, which quite frankly, I thought was a little surprising. They were playing a Saturday afternoon, but I real I get it. It was at 1.30, I think, in the Saddledome they were doing it as part of Hockey Day in Canada. You have to understand, I don't want to say whom, and I won't even hint who, but I was standing in a press box at a Canadian Football League stadium many years ago because at that time, the Canadian Football League was beating the NFL in Canada for ratings. It wasn't even close. And I said to the guy, are you concerned? You know, that the NFL might be gaining ground? He's like... <laughs> Never gonna, never gonna happen. NFL's never gonna beat the CFL in Canada. Oh, okay. It's the usual. You don't know anything, Rod. You're an idiot. Shut up. So I just shut up. Well, look where we are. Not only are they lapping the CFL now, they're beating the National Hockey League. I know. What's that? A sign? I see those numbers. the The first thing that stands out to me in those numbers is it's with all those games the hockey games the football games all over a million people and 1.1 million um i think that's incredibly exciting that that sports fans are still tuning in you know at scale really significantly in all sports which is great that's what we want but you're right and i think for me 
the difference between, you know, for viewing with hockey versus football is where we've gone in, in television hockey broadcasting. And it's not a bad thing, you know, but everything is available now and less of it is special. So Hockey Night in Canada loses a little bit of the I have to tune in Saturday night because this is the show. The NFL has that with Sundays, right? Yeah, we're on Monday night and Thursday night. That happens. But it's like I got to tune in for the game because it's once a week. So, honey, just don't worry about it. Sundays, I'm watching football. The rest of the week, you got me, right? Or Monday night, I'm watching football. With hockey, it's like Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Friday night, Saturday night. So it's like there's no urgency to tune in. That, to me, is the biggest difference. The NFL has that I got to watch today. Sprinkling in comments from the audience. Troy in Toronto regarding last night's Leafs game. He says, Nylander looks great. Has he matured, worked hard on bulking up, playing for the next contract, taking on more leadership by his play on the ice? Any thoughts, Rod? I don't have any thoughts on William Nylander nor the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't care about them. I don't care about him. I got enough teams I'm watching. It's the Panthers and the Flames. But Darren's the Leafs fan, so you said that Nylander was the guy that you thought of coming out of that game last night. So uh, in 30 seconds or less, do you agree with what he said? Is he the best player on the Leafs? He appears to be right now, be between him and Mitch Marner today. Uh, who's having the better year. He's having a great wow. season. He can score. He's shooting the puck well. His mindset's good. A lot of really good things are happening with William Nylander, and, and that's good to see. Nice work. They want to talk about the NFL, too. Paul Jefferson said, uh, says, is the NFL interested in neutral site championship games because the league would get a bigger share of revenue? Ding, 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 ding. Tell him what he's won, Clark. More money to be made, period. Bingo! Jake and Aird, right. Jake and Aird says split the game. Sorry, split the gate with the teams in the games. 25% for each team and the NFL takes a cut. If those two combatants will make more money than playing in their own stadium, I'm sure they'd be okay with it too. <laughs> Forget about the home field advantage. Our fans will travel, which they will. This could never happen in the Canadian Football League because the fans don't travel like they do in America. Uh, and here's another one, by the way, why it's different, why this show is popular. Jeff Gordon says, uh, not the car racer, he, and you met him at our Grey Cup party, he says, would it be the only time Dallas gets to host a conference championship game? Hey, Offside! Spicy. But I'll tell you, this morning, did you have the ESPN programs on at all, Moose? Did you have them on? They were on in the background. Oh, yeah. All they talked about was the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm like, this is a disservice to the rest of the National Football League. Like, I'm sick of them. Okay? Uh, like, they're not playing this week. I, I don't even understand why they keep talking about the Dallas Cowboys. It's a disservice to the Eagles and the 49ers and the Chiefs and the Bengals. And they'll be talking about them every day. That's my take on that. Last point, point four, or next point, DeMar DeRozan scored 26 points in his 1,000th career game, leading the Chicago Bulls to a 111-100 win over the Atlanta Hawks. Hashtag true to Atlanta. Trey Young had 21 points for the Birds, who've lost two in a row now after... Uh, winning five in a row point five was the nhl tonight we'll save that for next hour point six the canadian hockey league announced the addition of london knight center denver barkey to the roster for the 
2023 CHL-NHL Top Prospects game roster. He joins Team Red in place of Kelowna Rockets forward Andrew Crystal, who is out due to injury. The Top Prospects game goes Wednesday night, Langley Events Center, Vancouver area, on TSN and RDS. That's Wednesday night, January 25th, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'll see you back in hour two, Moose. See you then. All right, Tim Hunter joins us next. Little NHL coverage. Flames great. It's the RP Show. We are live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and the radio, 99.1 FM WQEE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Great day talking sports. They all are. Great to be here in this business. It's great to be anywhere, as you all know. And hey, very excited to chat with our next guest, Tim Hunter, Stanley Cup champion, 815 NHL games. He was in the Saddle Dome last night for, uh, hey, Tim, good to see you. Happy New Year, my friend. A very eventful yeah, night, year. Johnny Hockey's return, eh? Would we, would we be right in saying that? Wow, what a great script. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> he got a penalty shot early in the game and missed, and the fans booed him, and then a nice ovation when they did have the tribute at first time out, and and then some of the fans had to have their way in a little bit of boo near the end. But, uh, yeah, you know, he sure showed he's a good hockey player. He settled in and scored, had two nice assists on their two power play goals. And, uh, you know, Calgary, I was disappointed. You know, they played with this guy for so long, and they, they keep, keep forgetting that he gets in behind the play all the time. And he's got a couple breakaways. He's got a couple little scoring chances because they forget about him in behind the play. So... You know, it's it's what it is, and it was an exciting game, and I'm sure glad Calgary won. Uh, their overtime record is abysmal, and it's about time they turn that around. Well, I'll just say this. Before we look ahead, you and I were together in July when Johnny left. It was beyond ripping off a Band-Aid. The city was in shock. Um, it seemed like last night there was nothing real mean-spirited. It seemed like everybody was, everybody was kind of having fun with the whole Johnny's return thing. Did I read that right? I think so, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people were thinking it was going to be a bad thing. But, you know, the Calgary fans are too classy for that. I mean, there was, there was some fun and some signs in warm-up. And I think even in the morning skate, his own teammates were booing him when he was skating around just to kind of uh, make a little fun of it. And, uh, you know, hockey people are good people and fans are, are good fans here in Calgary. And uh, in the end, it was a pretty exciting game and a pretty good uh, way to introduce him back into Calgary again. 55 points now for the Flames, so they're in a playoff spot today. Do you think they can keep the hammer down the rest of the way? It feels like they're going to have to. Well, they're trending in the right direction. You know, their winning percentage is up since uh, December 1st, January 1st. They're, they're, they're going in the right direction. Some guys are starting to come through and start to play better, and that's what they expected, the Dubais and the Majapanis. They, they were slow getting going. They're coming on strong. I haven't really seen Huberto play great yet. Uh, showed signs last night, but not great. Uh, so, you know, at, in the beginning of the year, I was thinking Calgary needed another score in their top nine or their top six. Um, if those guys continue to play well, 
that might be the answer. But, uh, you know, you look around the league, the teams that are scoring uh, have more scoring power because, uh, you know, Calgary, I think, lacks a little bit of that in their top nine. And I think they may have to get another piece to, to add to that top nine. I did like Pelche last night. He might be a guy that one day fits into that uh, top six, but uh, that's a ways away. Well, you're a very positive guy by nature, and the way I look at the flame struggles, I think the best is yet to come. We haven't seen the best out of Huberto. We haven't seen the best out of this team. And to be honest, if you look back, and I talked to A. Sutter today, I won't say which one, but I said if they had even average goaltending out of Jacob Markstrom, they're in the top three comfortably right now. He didn't play in these last two wins. I do you think the best is yet to come, or are the Flames what we see? And they're going to be middling the rest of the way. No, I, I think you're right. I think bang on. And if you're a manager, you got to be patient and, and wait for things to happen. Before you start to make trades, you have to see what you have in the in the uh, organization. Brought Dedor up, uh, Pelche. They've looked at a lot of different guys. Ruzitska's had a good look. So they know what they have in these guys and where they're going to trend. It's whether they can uh, be patient enough and wait for that. And uh, hopefully the winds keep coming along here and they trend, keep trending in the right direction. But if that doesn't happen, they will have to make a move to help things along. And uh, you hate to see that giving up prospects and picks uh, to put a Band-Aid on to get you over the hump. But getting over the hump is so big in the NHL because it's so hard to make the playoffs. And, you know... Two or three uh, losses could make make the difference, and they don't want that to happen. So, but yeah, I think you're bang on. Um, patience. Huberto is going to play better. You know, all these guys in their first year as free agency, they sign a new contract. They all try to do more to, instead of just doing what they do and and being themselves. And I think he'll settle into finally doing that. And the coaches, I'm sure, when he had that big shift where he was physical, reverse hits and playing well and making plays they would have been showing him that uh, today and saying listen this is what you do best more of this and less of trying to do these these cute little plays crossing the blue line just get the puck in work it low and 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 play that calgary flame hockey as you say the arrow uh, is pointed up and that's a good thing Dare I say, you're almost equally as proud of your Canucks heritage as your Flames. And so I can't not ask you about what's going on in Vancouver. Rick Tockett makes his debut tonight against Chicago. Uh, how do you think this is going to go? Yeah, you know, I really enjoyed my time in Vancouver. I love the alumni and, and the guys uh, there. And we really pay close attention to the team. You know, last uh, week when Gino passed away, it was really disappointing. To, to see a young guy lose his life too early. Um, and then to watch the Canucks all year, just right from the get-go, they never really had anything going with Bruce. You knew it wasn't going to be a, a good ending. And then they made it the most terrible ending. They could have uh, handled that so much better. Uh, I don't know. There's always two sides to the story. Obviously, theirs and Bruce's. But it, on you know the, the optics... Don't, doesn't lend, lend itself to be very good. Um, they'll get a good uh, jump out of uh, Rick Tockett going in there, um, but is that going to be enough to make them make the playoffs? I doubt it. Uh, they've got too much uh, ground to cover, and they're just not good enough. I don't think they have a good enough defense, and they're missing pieces up front. And I don't know if their chemistry is great or not. 
Uh, you hear lots of rumbling about their room being being not so great. So who knows? Uh, but I, I think uh, a lot of things could have been handled better, And uh, but they have a, a pension for that. So uh, that's not a good thing long term. No. Well, we got about 90 seconds. I mean, you've been a management guy. You've been an assistant coach in the NHL for a very long time. P- p- pretend you're the general manager or even the president of the Canucks. What would you do? Well, I think as <laughs> when you run a team, it's let your people do their job. And that's a big part of it, to let them do the job. And, and uh, you know, uh, Jim Rutherford's a smart hockey guy. He had talk at Gonshar and Foot and Pittsburgh at different points, and uh, he knows what he has in those guys. And a lot of this is about trust, trust in the people uh, below you. Um, he inherited Bruce Boudreau. They, he was hired before Jim was hired, um, so they'll get it right. It's it's how you know how do you retract all these things that's gone on in the past week with with the treatment of Boudreaux and the fans there, you know, not unlike Calgary and Edmonton fans, they're very passionate and they, they like their team and they don't like things uh, in front of them, the optics of being people being treated poorly. And, you know, in this business, uh, it's a people business and players want to play in places where there's good uh, harmony, where everything is going in the right direction and people are being treated right because you know why go to a place where it's just a gong show and people aren't being treated right um so you're just going to be lumped in amongst them and word gets around absolutely tim always great chatting hockey with you all the best enjoy the games we'll see you soon at great eagle yeah thanks rod thanks for having me on have a great day you too stanley cup champion and flames great Tim Hunter checking in from Cowtown. We'll be right back with a sports update and viewer takeover. It's going fast today. On the way, Bernie Nichols and Bengals Radio's Mo Egger. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. What a show. Um, It's going by fast. Not as emotional as yesterday, but still great. And uh, from our viewers here in Viewer Takeover, David in Winnipeg watching on Game Plus TV, where we're carried on Bell MTS Cable, by the way. He says, great to see Tim Hunter. Even though he was always on the enemy's team, I enjoy the passion and dedication he brought to his team in the game. We could use more like him in today's game. I'll get to more uh, from you in a second. Ted in Arizona. Love the interviews with former players. Great insights, Timmy. So do I. And thank you, Ted in Arizona, for pointing that out. 
Wesley says, hey, I would love a CFL segment on the process of bringing U.S. college quarterbacks up to Canada, case by case, as I assume it is tough to convince them the second they don't get drafted to the NFL. It seems to take a couple years. I watch a lot of college football. There are several good-looking players that never go pro every year. Where are they? They fade out of the game like players at every other position is what they do. But... We are working on a regular CFL report with a U.S. sponsor, so stay tuned. They like very much what we're doing here. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba, home of the Pistons. Regarding those mini Super Bowls, the NFL turning conference championship games into neutral site affairs. They're actually talking about it. Wilf says, hi, Rod and Moose. Off-site games benefit would be games played in better conditions weather-wise. Oh, I agree. Interesting, too, though, isn't it? The Bills, everybody thinks, has have the advantage in winter-like conditions, and they didn't look like they had the advantage at all Sunday at home. They got spanked by Cincy. Uh, 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 uh. Just reading again what they're saying. John in Edmonton, he says, It's sad about the Ottawa Senators coach being diagnosed with ALS. I didn't see that. From Swerve, he says, uh, talks won't last long in Vancouver either. Rick Tockett. Well, let's at least hope for the best. Earl, I appreciate Earl writing in. Uh, regarding Daryl Sutter, he goes, where the heck is it? Sutter figure out who plays for him yet? Listen, I talked to one of his brothers today. Daryl knew Jacob Pelge's number. And if anybody thinks he didn't know his own player's number, then you're an idiot. If you actually believe that Daryl Sutter didn't know Jacob Pelge's number. Sports update. Prince George Cougars forward Cone Zimmer of Mirror Thorpe, Alberta, has been named WHL Player of the Week. Zimmer enjoyed a trio of multi-goal games this past week, totaling eight points as the Cougars completed a Central Division roadie. Brandon Wheat Kings goalie Carson Bjarnason has been named Goalie of the Week in the dub. The Carberry Manitoba product registered a pair of road victories for the Wheat Things, posting a 1.00 goals against average, 964 save percentage, and one shutty. Seven games on the NBA slate tonight, including a matchup between the West-leading Nuggets and the struggling Pelicans. Last minute of play in hour one. Later, LeBron James and the Lakers host Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. The Raptors are dormant before kicking off a seven-game road swing in Sacramento on Wednesday. The big breaking news comes from the Canadian Football League today, and we'll kick it around more next hour. Bo Levi is a Hamilton Tiger Cat. The veteran quarterback signed a three-year deal with the Ticats, the team announced Tuesday morning. Ticats acquired their rights to Mitchell in November from the Calgary Stampeders. Reports say it's worth $500,000 annually, which will make him the second highest paid player in the Canadian Football League. We will kick it around more next hour. Also, Mo Egger and Bernie Nichols coming up after this brief pause on Game Plus TV and WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 